Hi, it's Chao Wen. I wanted to let you know that now we have a dedicated website for the podcast. It's straightforward, just theconductorspodcast.com. Check it out because now you can search among all the episodes or find topics based on the tags or groupings. And there are a lot of great extra resources that I put out there. Take a look and enjoy today's episode. Welcome back to the Conductors Podcast. Hi, this is Lily again. Welcome back to Challenge Podcast. I hope you enjoy it. My mom will take over from here. Bye-bye. Today's episode is the second half of my interview with Nicole Ricardo. And last week, we talked about building a meaningful online community through your um, social media presence. And in today's episode, we are continuing with our conversation and she will be sharing with you all the tips about branding, pitching, and more. I wanted to switch gear because we just talked about pitching and while we pitch ourselves, I think a really related question is branding because you need to stand out, you need to have something memorable, um, or you need to understand who you are, what are your values, what's your vision, what you're bringing to, um, what you're contributing that is different from other artists, but that could be really hard. Um, what's your take on branding? I know this is a huge question. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, I'll take a very a specific approach with this. So obviously I like black and white and very tangible, you know, strategic tips. So since you brought this up from the angle of pitching specifically, one of the the biggest tips that I can give you is like figure out what your specialty is. So when it comes to branding, I'm a big fan of personal branding and musicians like we are the product okay especially as conductors you don't have a flute in front of your face like I do like you are the product okay so what is your specialty you have to have a specialty because if I just go in and send a pitch to somebody and I'm like hey I'm a flute player and I can play real good and I think that this concert would be real cool and you should hire me you know, like, cool, get in line. There's a freaking flute player on every corner. Nobody cares, you know, but what, what is something, what's a unique angle that I have, you know, maybe I um, am a flute player, but I exclusively play music by living composers and do a little talk before each piece that I perform explaining the inspiration behind the piece and blah, 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 you know, that's immediately like, it's not freaking earth shattering, but that immediately is going to make me stand out a lot more than just, I play flute and want to come give a concert, you know? So you really want to think about that. What, what is your specialty? What's something that you can lean more into something that's going to set you apart, you know, whether that's, um, working with the living composers, or maybe you only conduct music from other, um, women composers, something like that, you know, like whatever it is, but you really want to hone in and kind of find, I like to call it your it factor, really. Like, what is that thing that's setting you apart? What's that thing that's making you unique? What's that thing that, you are really super passionate about and you know that you can get out there and like if I were to call you up and be like hey I need you to talk for 30 minutes about this one topic right now like what topic are you talking about 
you know, and you, you don't even have to prep for it. You already have that knowledge. You, you really love it. You're passionate about it. You know, what is that thing? You have to find that thing because otherwise you're just, you're not going to be able to stand out. And that really is the biggest thing with branding. Like literally all branding is branding is a marketing strategy to help you be memorable. That's all it is. So you have to have that that specialty, your niche, your it factor, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to think of it as. Um, you have to identify, you know, what is that thing that is going to help you stand out? So you're not just like, I'm a conductor, hire me. Cool, get in line, you know. <laughs> I know this is so cool. Um, so coming back a little bit, um, because I think you talked about people who already may might have experience and have some specialties or have things that they feel strongly about. Um, but I, I remember when I was just a conducting students looking for jobs, I felt miserable because I, I'm just a ordinary conductor and I learned the standard repertoire that my, my teacher gave me and I didn't have any specialties. So I started looking into what my colleagues were doing. And then I felt miserable because, you know, if they were Latina, they they, they work on the Latina thing. Um, one of them um, came to the state as a refugee, so she has a refugee project. There are some other really cool things. Um, the people with Russian descent, they talk about Russian music. And um, being Asian or Chinese is nothing sexy, um, even though you can talk about it, but the people don't genuinely get excited about presenting, you know, Chinese music. So I felt miserable back then like, for many years. I was like, okay, I, I suck. I don't have my brand. Um, for someone like me, five, ten years ago, what would you tell them? <laughs> How would you help them? <laughs> yes. Um, so my biggest piece of advice is try stuff. Try stuff and see oh. what you like. Because once you get out there and you start trying different things on, it's kind of like trying on clothes. You know, you put this shirt on, you're like, mm, like that looked cute on the hanger, but it's not really my style, you know? Or like, oh, this top's really cute, but actually I think I would like it more if it was red and not orange. You know, you kind of try different things on for size and you see what fits. You see what feels good for you. So that's, I mean, honestly, that's a huge benefit to going through school. Like use that to experiment and try different things and play with different things. Things. But also, I would encourage you to look at the things that that you are just passionate about and really enjoy and really like in normal life, right? And are there any tie-ins to that? So I'll give you a perfect example. When I was doing my master's, actually, for one of my classes, um, it was a music history class, and we had to do some big final project, like this big research project, whatever, whatever. And it, it could be on literally whatever we wanted. And I'm sitting there like, I don't know what to do with this. Um, and so I had a meeting with the professor because I was in the same position. I was like, well, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm not a freaking music history major. I don't really have a specialty. I don't even know what I like. I don't know what direction to go with this. Like, well, what do I do? And so she just started asking me some questions about like, well, what are things that you like? And we kind of um, <laughs> took the next approach okay people places and things so she's like uh people places and things are there any people like maybe um composers or uh whatever that you're really drawn to or any places specific locations whatever whatever like are there anything like that that come to mind and so immediately I'm like well New Orleans like I love New Orleans I consider myself a New Orleanian at heart I freaking love New Orleans she's like 
okay, great. So like, let's go with that. What about New Orleans do you love? I'm like, well, obviously like the music, I love jazz, but specifically like original, like old school New Orleans jazz, you know, when it was first kind of created. And she's like, okay, cool. So like that time frame is early 1900s. What else was going on during that time? Like, well, um, jazz was kind of created in Storyville. That was, you know, the like legalized prostitution district there. Um, but that's like where it was created because all the houses would employ jazz musicians um, to play and be the entertainment, you know? And so that ended up being what my research project was on. And as I started looking into a little bit more, I very quickly realized, cool, like there's some research on a few of the like male musicians from that time, but there's literally nothing on the women, like nothing, zero. So I was like, cool, well, that's a big gap. I guess that's what I'll do my research project on, you know? And so it just kind of came from thinking about, you know, starting with that bigger picture, like what, what do you like? What are you interested in? New Orleans? Cool. Well, what about New Orleans? Cool. Well, what about that? You know, you just kind of like keep asking yourself, act like you're a toddler, you know? And they're like, why, 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 why? Like, just ask yourself that and really go down the rabbit hole and um, try different things. You know, the other part of this is like, don't, be afraid to change it up, especially when you're first starting out, when you're first trying to figure this out, you might do something. And then you let's say, I don't know, you conduct a concert of like, all living American composers, whatever. And you're like, you know what, I fucking hated that. That sucked. Like, cool. Don't do it again. Pick something else. That's really cool. I love the story that you share because, like, as I said, I, I really struggled for years. And of course, now I finally found something that I was more passionate about. But I, I know a lot of people have gone through that stage. Um, so coming back to marketing parts, when um, I wanted to ask about pitching later, but before that, how can we be more strategized, um, strategic? Um, to to um how did I to market your brand um, just kind of a little bit combining our first part of our conversation we talked about building communities and how um, we build relationships but I think in the meantime you also want to do two things well, with one stone um, you want to be branding and show people who you are while you reach out to them um, so any advice on that tips yes so when it comes to this, the way that I personally think about marketing is we need to have a short-term marketing plan and a long-term marketing plan. Because if we only have one of those, it's not going to be sustainable. We want things to be sustainable. We don't want to work ourselves to death. So we're going to have both. Generally, what this is going to look like is having a social media platform that's going to be your it's kind of short and long term, but it's more short, uh, short. And then your long term marketing plan is usually going to be your website because that is going to be tapping into SEO, aka search engine optimization, aka if somebody goes onto Google and is typing in what you do, you need to show up for that, right? Like your website should be functioning as your best unpaid salesperson. It should be doing work out there for you 24-7. If somebody is out there looking for um, the female jazz musicians of Storyville, New Orleans, right? Like they should be able to find my research on that, you know? So you really want to make sure that you have an optimized web presence 
for whatever it is that you do. And then you want to be showing up on social media on a regular basis. So that way you are, again, building that community, getting yourself in front of the other people out there who are interested in what you would be doing. So one thing that I understood about social media, like, for example, for Instagram um, post, the captions doesn't get searched, right? So when you Google something, when you write some really nice caption, it's not part of the SEO. Am I understanding it correctly? Yes and no. So there is a really cool feature on Instagram, actually, when you are in the little post thing, you're typing in your caption, whatever, whatever. At the bottom, there's something that says advanced settings, and you can add your alt text. So this is an accessibility thing. So that way, if somebody is using um, a, a reader or something, it will literally like read them what you write in there for the, you know, oh, this is an image of blah, blah, blah. But you can also put your keywords in there and then it does show up on Google image results. But again, that is only if you add the alt text. Now, within each social media platform, they all kind of have their own SEO as well. So on Instagram, um, let's say I just did 10 captions talking about, um, I don't know, new American composers. If I were to go into Instagram and type into search new American composers, it now does search through people's captions. It used to not do that. It used to only be you could search um, through hashtags or whatever. But now it actually will search through people's captions. So within the platforms, um, they kind of have their own SEO feature. And then if you uh, utilize the alt text for the posts and for the images, that will get it to then also show up on Google. That's really cool to know. I, yeah, I, I was wondering about that because like, and sometimes they ask you if you wanted to add things. I was like, what is that? <laughs> no, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, didn't want to learn a new feature. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as you mentioned that now on your team, you have a graphic designer, you have a content copywriters. I understand they are um, equally important and depending on if you're a TikTok, if you're Facebooking, is that even a verb or posting on Instagram? Well, Sam, we have to start with what you're more comfortable sharing, as you say. Like, I feel something feels natural and genuine to you. But um, what would you say? Like, um, are they just like really equally important, or do you do you advise people to work on a certain thing, like a copywriting? I know there are so a lot of tips and courses teaching people how to write better content. Do you think that's something? that you advise musicians to really look into and learn those kind of skills? For copywriting specifically? For like um, graphic designers, like is that something that you think um, it's important in your self-marketing? Like, Yeah, so I mean, here's the thing. When you are first starting out, you kind of have to wear all the hats, right? Like when I first started my business, I did everything myself. I was the graphic designer. I was the web designer. I was the copywriter. I was the photographer. I was the marketing strategist. I was blah, blah, blah. You know, I had to do all of the things. You have to kind of know enough to be dangerous until you get to a point where you can afford to outsource it. But here's the other thing. A lot of people 
will just try to outsource things without actually knowing what they're doing and then end up kind of getting screwed, right? So there are some people that'll be like, oh, I'll just pay this uh, virtual assistant or I'll get an intern, blah, 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 to write my captions or whatever. I'm like, okay, well, if they're not writing those captions with an actual marketing, overall marketing strategy in place, like just posting to post is a waste of time and money. Like you might as well take those dollars and go flush it down the toilet instead, you know? So I would say, if you are going to invest in learning anything, honestly, it would be probably sales psychology and like how to create an actual marketing plan. Because if you know how to do that, that is going to translate into writing writing the content, right? Because you're going to have that knowledge of, you know, sales psychology, meaning like what are things that are going to encourage conversions? You know, what is something that I can say that will encourage people to actually click that link in my bio, blah, blah, blah. You know, you really have to make sure that you have that overall plan in place when you're planning things out. Because if you're just, even if you're a great writer, if you're just writing, I don't know, posts about whatever, and it doesn't really have any sort of um, cohesive plan to it. It's like, well, what's, what's the point of this? You know, you're just posting to post and I'm all about efficiency. I'm like, if I'm gonna post, I want to make sure I'm doing it with an actual goal in mind. Otherwise I would like go spend my time wandering around target, you know, like instead of wasting it writing in another Instagram caption, like if we're gonna do something, let's make sure we're being intentional about it. So that way you're actually getting a benefit from it, you're seeing a return from it. Otherwise, you're like, you're just wasting time. And I mean, we don't have time to just be wasting time, you know, like we're all busy. That is really good. I love what you said about um, learning more about sales psychology. Um, last question before we wrap up um, is about pitching because I, I promise I wanted to ask about pitching. And I felt it's much easier now with social media, you can just DM people. Mm. But it's also um, harder in a sense because we get so much information. Um, like a, a decision maker might get 10 pitch, pitch email every time. Um, so how how do you approach that? Like is DM the best way is texting or do you ask someone to make an introduction when you really come to the, the last step that you are going to pitch for giving a concert, booking a tour, okay, or maybe I'm free for and covering guest conducting gig if you need anyone last minute, um, what's your approach? So what I personally do and recommend is I will DM to ask for an email address. So that way you're already in their DMs, they're going to know to expect it, that you're going to send something over, blah, 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 right? And then I will email them because generally a pitch is going to, you know, it's going to be a bit longer than just one or two sentences. So I like to keep that all contained in a single email thread. And then of course, if you get into, you know, any negotiations or hashing out details, whatever, whatever, just for my brain, I like to have it all in one email thread that I can refer back to. Um, but the benefit of DMing them first, you know, and being like, hey, like, what's the best email? I have this idea that I wanted to shoot your way, blah, 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 whatever. Um, then 
let's say you send them an email and maybe it's been a week or something and you still haven't heard back, you can send them a DM and be like, Hey, I sent you an email last week to that email address. I just wanted to double check. Did it make it through? Okay. Like just want to make sure that I didn't mistype something weird in the email address or whatever, you know, because usually you're going to get a much faster response from somebody in the DMs versus an email. So it's a really good avenue to use to follow up with somebody. Um, so that is, that's my personal strategy for that. So when you write a page email, um, do you just go straight to the point um, or like any tip or things that you want to remind us? Yeah. So for pitching, um, shameless plug, <laughs> but the entire last portion of actually my signature program, Create Your Career, is on pitching. And it has all of my pitch templates, even for doing like guest speaking stuff, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so that is all in there. But the kind of too long didn't read version, I like to think of it basically as three paragraphs. First one is going to be um, kind of following up on the relationship you've been building, I like to compliment them on something that they've been doing, you know, so maybe they recently um, just were awarded tenure, whatever, whatever, be like, hey, you know, I know we've connected on Instagram a few times. And uh, congratulations, I'm recently getting tenure, blah, 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 right? Or that would also be something maybe you have um, somebody else like recommended you, you know, oh, I'm a friend of so and so's and they recommended that I reach out to you, they speak so highly of you, blah, blah, blah. Right. So the first paragraph is kind of establish that connection. Just let them know that you're paying attention. Make them feel good. Right. Then the second paragraph, you're going straight in with the ask. You know, I'm reaching out because blah, blah, blah. And then the last paragraph usually is just kind of a like a sentence or two on, you know, um, let me let me know if this is something that would be be helpful for you or be helpful for your students. And uh, we can discuss further details blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, sign off. So it's, I mean, honestly, it's pretty simple. Um, and the best like quick tip that I can give you for it is just making sure that you're really approaching it from the angle of, you know, how are you going to be able to help them or help their students or their program, whatever, right? Because at the end of the day, the other person, all they want to know is what's in it for me, right? Like, how are you going to help yeah. me? I can't even tell you how many um, for clients, I've been on the receiving end of pitches and it'll be people that are like, oh, and I have this great idea for blah, blah, blah. And I think that this would be so great. And I want to do blah, 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 blah. Like, no, listen, it's not all about you. It's when you send a pitch, the other person reading it, they are thinking what's in it for me. That is what they are thinking. So how are you going to be able to help them? How are you going to be able to help their students? How are you going to be able to help their program? Right? So come really coming at it from that angle that just already immediately is going to make you stand out so much because you're coming at it more from uh, that angle of service, you know, versus like, I think that this is great and I'm amazing and you should pay me money, you know, like, yeah, get, okay, cool. Get in line. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. Oh, thank you so much for everything that you share with us today, Nicole. Um, just to wrap up, um, is there anything or any big mistakes that you made that you want us to avoid it or something that you learned over the years of doing this business? <laughs> uh, yeah, the first thing that popped into my head is like, 
stop getting in your own way because <laughs> I did that so oh. much. And especially for all of these things, you know, posting like, oh, I don't know what to post and I don't know what to say and da 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 da. And then you get into the analysis paralysis and never do it, right? Or, oh, I don't know what to say to this person and I don't know what to do. Da, 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 da. Or like, oh, this is kind of scary. I don't, I don't know what to say in this pitch, but we'll like stop getting in your own way and just freaking do it. You'll learn as you go. Or there are, there are programs out there now, like I mentioned, my program, Create Your Career, you know, you can go talk to people who've done this before, book a consult, take a course, whatever, whatever, like this is, you know, post 2020. I feel like uh-huh. <laughs> everybody has a digital course now. But you know, just um, don't get in your own way. Don't be the thing that holds you back. And exactly like you said earlier, you know, if you, if you don't ask, you'll never know. And for me personally, yeah. I would always rather hear a no than to never know. So really, you don't have anything to lose. So don't, don't, don't get in your own way. (laughs) Stop getting in your own way and just go do it. (laughs) Thank you so much. Tell my listeners where they can find you. Yes. If you would like to come hang out with me, I spent most of my virtual time on Instagram. Uh, You can find me at Nicole Ricardo, R-I-C-C-A-R-D-O. Um, and yeah, if you're interested in that, the course that I talked about, create your career, you can find that on my website. It's just NicoleRicardo.com. Um, and if you have any questions or anything, feel free to send me a DM. We'll put all the information on the show notes and thank you so much again for coming here. And I loved every single tip that you shared with us. That's so generous. And thank you so much. Yes. Thank you for having me. Mm -hmm.